Republic, Republic. One of my absolute favorite movies is Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Years ago, when I was in a different profession and I worked from home, I would have Gladiator playing in the background as I worked. I played it over and over and over. I thought I'd worn out the DVD. There are certain sections of that movie that still cause me to cease what I'm doing and watch. There are lessons on integrity, loyalty, love, and standing up to tyranny. But there's one phrase from the movie that keeps repeating in my mind, especially after last week. Candidate Clinton, President-elect Trump, President Obama, media pundits, many on both sides of the aisle, and a slew of those who voted continue to refer to America as a democracy. In so doing, they're not only incorrect, but create confusion. If a person doesn't know anything about civics, then perhaps the nomenclature doesn't matter. But when people get angry as to why the popular vote doesn't always rule in a presidential election, or why they can't vote directly on a law, it gets crazy. We are a republic, not a democracy. In fact, the Founding Fathers were quite adverse to establishing a democracy. Some would argue their aversions were based in self-serving reasons. But regardless, we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. You can substitute democratic for constitutional, and that's okay. We are certainly democratic in practice. But the focus has to be on republic. Majority doesn't rule. The Constitution does. We elect officials to represent us. The public does not govern itself directly. And hence, my recollection of the movie, Gladiator. Until a constitutional convention is formed, amendments are successfully implemented to change the system we have, where something far more nefarious takes place, this is what we're stuck with. Make no mistake, there are issues with every system that's employed. Some are better than others. Nothing is perfect. On one hand, it's important to understand the differences in governmental structure and practice so we have a clear grasp of what our role can be and how to affect change. But there's also a sense that it doesn't matter one bit. As a person of faith in Jesus, however, I'm called to have a different perspective and focus. Whether the system serves me well or poorly, I'm called to fix my eyes on the principles and practices of Jesus, who, being in very nature God, humbled himself and became a servant. I'm to care for the broken, fight for injustice, honor those in authority over me, and give to the government what's theirs, and to God what's his. If we don't regularly remind ourselves of these truths, our purpose and focus will get skewed. I know a lot of people who are upset by this election. I've spent time with a few of them to hear their concerns and fears, and I share several of them. I tried to do the same in the last election as well. Why? Because I'm called to honor God and people over systems. People matter. As a follower of Jesus, I have a higher calling to honor God in all of my life over politics. America is not a theocracy governed by God. This fact demands a better understanding of what God requires of us as we live in a republic, not in an effort to simply be a good citizen, but to critically evaluate our role in society as we seek to love our neighbor. The first section of chapter 13 of the New Testament letter to the Romans talks about a believer's tone and approach to government. The passage makes very clear that all governments are set up by God. All governments. That means, at times, God allows an evil government to come to power. We can't escape this historical truth. But what we may miss is this. The intention of God for all governments is to care for and serve the people in truth and righteousness. When either the populace or the officials step outside of these boundaries, there is a righteous and holy God who watches. The passage focuses on the citizens, but we understand from other sections that governments are held accountable as well. 
there's an underlying tone that oppressive governments will be, eventually, dealt with. So as I reflect on the past week and contemplate the future, I must choose to try and understand what is happening through the grid of biblical teaching. I cannot side with politics and chant, Republic! Republic! Nor can I scream, Not my president! Rather, I must drop my eyes in humility and to my knees in prayer, seeking the greater glory of God and the care of people around me. I must be a person of love in action while honoring those in authority over me. I must put government in its proper place while keeping God at the center of my focus and affections. What will you do?